Good morning, everyone. Parashas Yisroi. Rashi tells us at the beginning of the parasha that Yisroi had many names. Yisroi, in fact, had seven names. Rashi tells us, Yisroi, Sheva Shemois Nikruuloi. Yisroi had seven names that he was called. Ruel, Yasser, Yisroi, Chayvav, Chever, Keni, Putuyal. And now Rashi explains why was he called these seven names. Yasser, Al Shem, Sheyiter Parsha Achas You know why he was called Yasser? Because he added a parsha in the Torah. Which parsha? Yatosechazeh. Now let's t- let's take a careful look at that. Rashi's telling us, you know why what Yasser was called Yasser? What does Yasser mean to add on? Because Yasser was responsible for adding on a parsha to the Torah. Because you know when Yisrael comes, the Chumar says he came the day after Yom Kippur. And he sees that Moshe Rabbeinu is judging the people from morning until evening. And he says, this is not a good idea. I don't like what you're doing. This is not good for you. Right? Novaltibo, you're going to wear out. Listen to what I have to tell you. Warn the people. And then he says, So because Yisro added on a Pasuk in the Torah, what happened? What happened? What happened was he was Zohar to have an extra name. Yes, sir, because he added on a Pasha to the Torah. So the question is, this question uh, is said over in the name of Mayor Shapiro. He said, wait a second. Yisro added on an extra parsha? Where did he add on the extra parsha from? From the Pasuk V'yata Sechzeh? V'yata Sechzeh is Pasuk Chaf Aleph. That's not the added Pasuk he added on. The par- right? He came, and he had Pasuk Yedalad. He, he sees my Shabbat was sitting from morning until evening, and he says, this is not a good idea. So instead of Rashi saying that Yisro added on an extra Pasuk from Yatza Sechzeh, what should it say? It should say that he added on from Naval Tibal, Leitav I understand. Why is Rashi saying that the extra Pasuk, that the extra Parsha Yisro added on is Yatza Sechzeh, Yatza Sechzeh is in the middle of the Parsha. You know, instead of adding on a Vav for the Yatza Sechzeh, as some learn, maybe you should add on an extra nun. You know, instead of calling him Yeser, call him uh, Yesern or something like that. From Naval Tibal. Why are we saying, why does Rashi say specifically that the extra pasuk that, um, the extra parasha Yisro added on is Vyata Sechza? So Mayor Shapiro says the following. A lot of people, they could come in to a situation, they say, no, 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 I don't like what you're doing. It's not good. This is not a good idea. You should do, you know, this is not a, and people are very critical. They could say, this is a problem, that's a problem. But they're not adding anything. They're not making anybody's life any better. Anybody could come and say, this is no good, that's no good, I don't like this, this is problematic. This is very right? A critic, it's a dime a dozen. Until Yisrael says what the Yitzah is, until Yisrael says the constructive idea, until Yisrael gives the plan, he hasn't added anything. He hasn't contributed anything. So the fact that Yisrael comes and says, you're going to wear out, like he hasn't added anything. Anyone could come and say, not good, not good, learn this way, learn that way, I don't like this, I don't like that. Until Yisra comes with constructive plan, he hasn't added anything. So that's a very important insight from Rashi. Now let's continue on in Rashi. What about the Jews didn't have cycle? They needed that boy should come to tell them how to Sometimes, you know, you need an objective opinion. Sometimes, you know, in chavash matar you can't get yourself out of the mess. Now Rashi says a very interesting thing. He's called Yeser. Why? Because he added on a parsha on the Torah. 
And why is he called Yisroi? Why was the extra Vav added? Lechshen is when he converted. V'kiyem ha-mitzvos, and he fulfilled the mitzvos. Ha-sifuloi o-yisachas al shemoi. An extra letter was added onto his name. Listen to this. Yeah? He's called Yeser, because why? He added onto the Torah. He's called Yisrael with the added Vav. Why? Because he was Magaya and he kept Kala Torah Kula. Comes Rabari Gorovitz, Zechatzak Devracha, who is the Rashi Sha'aram Loshiva and Gateshead. And he asks, well, wait a second, Hagab Atzmacha, look at what Rashi's saying. Rashi's saying he was given three letters. Why? He added on Chidushim to the Torah. He was given one letter. Why? Because he was Magaya and he kept all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Now, which would we think is more important? Adding on one parsha to the Torah? Or becoming a ger and keeping the whole Torah? We would think keeping all the mitzvahs. And yet, for keeping all the mitzvahs, what happens? He only got an extra letter. And for adding on to the Torah, he gets his whole name, yes sir. How do we understand that? So very interesting, he says an amazing idea. And that is the test to see if someone is really involved in learning Torah. How do we know if someone is really involved in learning Torah? Because they come and set aside time to learn? That doesn't really mean they're fully involved in learning. Who knows they could come to the share? Who knows what they're thinking about? <laughs> Who knows what's on their mind? And when they leave the shir, are they? do they even remember what was learned? You know? The test, if somebody is really a ben taira, really involved in taira, is if he is able to be mechadesh, is he able to innovate, lehavin davar mitash davar, to extrapolate from what he learned to another scenario. Why is that the test? Because if someone is able to take what he learned and add to it and apply it and think about it and see how it affects other areas. That means the Torah is not just something he learned one time, but his mind is constantly occupied with it. It's filtering through his blood system. That's the true test to see if someone's attached to the Torah. The greatest test of attachment to Torah is someone is able to be mechadesh to the Torah. So on the one hand, Yisrael, what? He is, becomes a ger and he keeps the whole Torah. All he gets is the extra vav. But the true test is, if he's able to add to the Torah, using his seichel, to apply it to new circumstances, that is his greatest achievement. And that's why it's very interesting. Rabbi if you look in the Gemara on Shabbos, on the Aleph, the Gemara says, they ask you six biggies, six big questions. Question number one is what? Nasasa v'nasata be'amuna, did you deal in business honestly? That's question number one. Question number two. Kavata itim Lataira. Did you set aside a time to learn? <coughs> Question number three. Asakta Bipuri Varivya. Did you try to procreate? Question number four. Tsipisa Li Yeshua. Did you yearn for Mashiach? Question number five. Palpalta Bichachma. Did you not just you learned? Okay, very nice. Shkayach, you learned. Did you uh, discuss it? Were you Mafalpel? Did you argue? Did you back and forth? And question number six, Hevanta davar mitaych davar. Did you use what you learned to see if you could apply it to other cases? Did you extrapolate? Did you think about it? So think about it. There are three of the six questions are involved with learning. Right? Did you set aside time to learn? Were you mafalpel in the learning? 
Did you try to lahavin davar nitach davar? Out of the three questions they ask a person about learning, two of them are are beyond just setting aside time to learning. Okay, you shkoshkoch, you learn. Yeah, but were you mafalpil? Did you get involved? Did you mochamta shel And did you try to understand one thing from the other? In other words, even <coughs> perhaps the main test of a person's attachment to Torah is not just the setting aside time to learn, but if he's able to, if the, if the Torah that he learned is filtering through his mind, if he's thinking about it if, he's, if it, if he's occupied with it. So this is a very important lesson we learned. That Yisroi kept the whole Torah, all he gets is one letter. But he adds on to the Torah, what? He gets his main name. He gets the three letters of Yeser. Okay. Now, boys, let's turn for a moment to number 10. Number 10. And we're going to learn now the halachos of shuckling. The laws of shuckling. Right? You ever see when people learn, they shuckle. You know, you ever see when somebody takes a newspaper, you ever see someone open up a newspaper and he's shuckling? I never saw such a thing. You ever see someone doing a crossword puzzle and, you know, they're shuckling while they do it? I never saw. But when people learn, all of a sudden, you know, they start shaking. Well, well, what are they shaking for? Where does this come from? Concentration. Nervous twitch. Concentration. Concentration, what? It came in the way in, in, in Bobo. In Bobo. The yeshiva said, they don't enough swollen. So you're sitting into one one to another, one to another, that's came to Shaka. Ah, so says... <laughs> no, that's true. Say the Rishonim, it came before Babel. You know when it came? Camps on this week's parasha. Oh. What does it say? Look at number 10. V'chal ha'am, ro'yim es ha'koylois. The nation saw the voices. How do you see voices? You tell me. LSD. <laughs> they saw it. <laughs> they saw the voices, right? That's a very deep concept, how they were able to see the voices, how the sound waves were transmitted into actual substance. V'yas halapidim, they saw the fire. V'yas kala shoifar. V'yas hahar they saw the mountain on smoking up. V'yar the nations of V'yanu, they shook. V'yam du says the Balaturim. What does it say when the Torah was given? The people shook. Says the Balaturim. That's why you shake when you learn Torah. You're supposed to shake. Because Torah was given in awe, in dread, with sweat. That's why we shake, we shackle when we learn Torah. Because it says, So you say, okay, it's a Balaturim, it's a Remez. Says the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch. The people who are careful, they are, they are custom. They shuckle when they learn the Torah. Why? As a similar to the Torah that was given in dread. So, that's, so it's not just, you know, a nice balaturim, it's halach and shulchanach. That's why people shuckle when they learn. When we daven, What's the union of shuckling? Because uh, when you pray, you're supposed to declare with all of your limbs, who is like you, Hashem. Says the Archais Chaim, now listen to this, Archais Chaim, one of the Rishonim, it's a collection of halachas. He says like this, another reason why we shuckle. You ready for this? 
And this is halacha. You ready for? You won't believe this. How should you shackle? Should you shackle back and forth, or should you shackle side to side? Right? You ever see people? You know when they dive in, they go. Shouldn't do that. Should shackle back and forth. That's the elevator style. Why? He says, is a okay, He says, He says, The minog is for Klai Yisrael to shako when they learn. It's not an empty thing. It's not an empty thing. It is an agadic interpretation of Rebbe Rabba. The Medr says, The Torah was given in the merit that we bow down. Shenemar, like it says, Klal Yisrael by Harsinai, v'hishtachavisem meirachayk. They should bow from afar. They should bow from afar. Hashem told them, don't come near, near the mountain. Don't come near the mountain. And what does it say? They bow down from afar. So the Torah was given as a merit for our hishtachaveh. Therefore, you're not supposed to shuckle from side to side. But ahead of you. Why? Because it's supposed to be like you're bowing down. Very interesting, right? So the Arches Chaim is a Rishon. No, this is not a, some Maisala. This is a Rishon saying the Makar of shuckling comes from the Pasuk Vayanu. It's a type of Hishtachave and therefore it should be forward. And now we understand, listen to this. If they wouldn't have bowed down the Torah, wouldn't have given? No, it wouldn't have been given. No, it That's what it says. So it's a good thing they bowed down. <laughs> no. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. Now listen to this. When they take out the Sefer Torah, you say what? Bruch Shemei. In Bruch Shemei we say, I am the servant of God. I bow before you. And from before the honor of the Torah, every single time. What do you mean every single time? What does it mean we bow down to the Torah every single time? <clears throat> Says the Sefer, When do we bow down to the Torah every single time? The answer is, because the Ramah says, and the Ramah says, when we learn, you know, you're doing, you're being mishtachave, you shakal, and that's what we mean in the, the Baruch Shemei. Okay, that's just in case you wanted to know the halachas of shuckling. This is the halachas of shuckling. When they davened. When they davened. It's not a chiyuv, but it's certainly it's a custom, so it has basis. Okay, okay. Now listen to this. The Aser Sadebrais. How many letters in the Aser Sadebrais? How many letters in the Aser Sadebrais? So we have a tradition that up into the words Asher Lereyacha, you have 613 letters. Up into the words Keneged, what? 613 mitzvahs. Asher Lereyacha are what? Another seven. Seven corresponds to either. No. Either, as the Balaturim says, the seven mitzvahs b'nei noyach, or as the Chassam Soifer brings down, the seven mitzvahs d'rabbana. Okay? A total of 620. The word keser is what? 
620 to teach that somebody who learns Torah Lashma, the Torah is a Keser on his head. How many words in the Aser Sadevrois? 172 words. Take a look at the Baal Turim, look at number 8. Look at number 8. Reyacha. Aseres Hadibrois Maschilin Ba'alef. The Aseres Hadibrois begin with an Aleph. Umesaymin Bekaf. They end with a Chaf. Fizehu, this is what it means. Ach, Toivli Yisrael. Ach is what is good for Kla Yisrael. Beginning with an Aleph, ending with a Chaf. Fiyesh Behem Tarach Oisiyos. They have 620 letters. Kenege Taryag Mitzvahs, corresponding to the 620 Mitzvahs. V'sheva mitzvah shel b'nei nech and the seven mitzvahs b'nei nech. V'simanam the simen is keser Torah. Lamar lecha this teaches you. Shem adam loy me Torah l'shma. Someone who learns Torah l'shma he keser l'roishay. But on the other hand, what do Chazal say? If someone learns Torah shelo l'shma, the Torah could be a sam hamaves. And what used to be keser could be rearranged to be kares. Then loy me shelo l'shma yasel kares. How many letters? Words, excuse me, Vishram Tevos Minion Akev. That's why you remember when Eliezer gives the, the two rings to Rivka, he gives her Shnei Tzemidim, the two bracelets. The two bracelet, bracelets represent what? The two Luchais. How much did they weigh? Beka Mishkalai. Beka is 172, corresponding to the number of words in the Asar Sadebrais. That's why if you keep the Taira, Bishamram. Akev Rav, great reward. Akev is 172. Okay. And that's why the name Yaakov, Yaakov is the Yudas from the Asar Sadibros, Kof Ayin Beis, the 172 words in the Asar Sadibros. Says the Chassam Seifer, listen to this. Amazing thing. There are 613 letters up to the words Asher L'Reyacha, and the seven letters of Asher L'Reyacha correspond, according to the Chassam Seifer, to the seven mitzvahs Durabonon. And Asher L'Reyacha is actually Rashi Tevois for the seven Mitzvot Rabbanon. How? Aleph is Avelos. It's one of the Mitzvot Rabbanon. Look at number nine. Shin is Sheva Brachas, Simchas Chasim Nekala. Which is a Takana Moshe Rabbeinu. Reish is Rechitza, Netios Yadayim, before you eat. Lamed is Lechem, which is referring to Pasakum. Reish is Rishuyais, which refers to Aruve Chatseros and Shitufei Mavais. Pasakum, why not Pasisra? Oh, because it's Ashalorech or it's a love. No, you know how to eat Pasakum. That was a, that's the Dindra Banan. It's the Dindra Banan. Right? Ayin is Amalek, which refers to Mikra Megillah. And what? The end of Chaf are the Kohanim, referring to the Nase of Chanukah. So it's a Asher L'Reyacha, I refer to the Zion Mitzvot, the Rabbanon. Okay. I'll tell you a very interesting thing. <coughs> what? Ritzicha? No, there's no Mitzvah Ritzicha. Okay. Now you have on your sheet here number 7, from the Kehilas Yitzchak. We know the Gemara tells us in Masech Tasoita and Afhei, a Tamil Chacham needs to be a little bit of a Balgaiva. Tamil Chacham needs to be a little bit of a, a Balgaiva. How much? Shminas Sheva Shminas. An eighth of an eighth. An eighth of an eighth. What's an eighth of an eighth? 
164th. <clears throat> so the question, what in the world is this cheshben that a Tamil should have a 64th of gaiva? Well, what, you know, what's the cheshben of it? So Masha says, you know, what, 164th, but not more than that, because if you're going to be, more, what's more than what, 64th? A 63rd. If you can be a 63rd, you can be a gas ruach. Gas is 63. We don't want you to be a, ba- a mamisha ba'gaiva, a gas. Well, you know, a 64th. But listen to this cheshben. Kiyos Yitzchak brings down, what's the cheshben? How do Chazal know you should be a 64th of a ba'gai? Well, the Gemara over there on that blot says that a person should learn modesty from God. Because God forsook all the mountains in the world. He could have given the Torah on Har Gavnunim. He could have given it on what? Har Tavar. He could have given it on Mount Everest. Right? He could have given it in the Catskills. No. Hashem selected Har Sinai. So think about it. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Har Tavar wanted Hashem to give the Torah on it. Anybody know how big was Har Tavar? The Gemara says in Baba Basra, Har Tavar was very big. It was four parsa. This is Har Tavar from what? Har Tavar. It was four parsa. How much is a parsa? How big is a parsa? Four mil. Parsa is four mil. How big is a mil? 2,000 amos. Oh, cool. So how much is 16 mil? 16 mil is 32,000 amos. So how Tavar... What? How much is that? We don't need to get into that. Right Four and a half about, right? <laughs> depends, right? Moshe, the Chazaynish. But basically, right? So Har Tavar was four parts, right? Amma is from, the, from here to here. Okay, so... How much, how big is Hartavar? Hartavar is four parsa. A parsa is four mil. A mil is 2,000 amos. So Hartavar is 32,000 amos. How big is Harsinai? So based on the Yalkut Ruveni that Mr. Nathan mentioned, that Har Hamaria came and lay down on Harsinai. So Har Maria we know is 500 amos. So that means Harsinai is also 500 amos. So if Harsinai is 500 amos and Hartavar is 32,000 amos, what percent is 500 amos out of 32,000 amos? 164. 164. So Hashem could have given the... How do I know Sinai was four? Yes. How do I know? Because Har HaMaria was 500 amos. That's a Gemara. And we know that Har Sinai was Nekar. <clears throat> uh, Har HaMaria was Nekar and it laid down on Har Sinai at the time of the giving of the Torah. So it was the same size. So what we learn from here, Hashem forsook all the mountains. He didn't give it in the valley. He gave it on Har Sinai. Har Sinai is a 64th of Har Tavar. So from here we learn a person should... Have a 64th of gaiva. A little gaiva won't do you any harm. Okay, we'll end off with the following. You know, Chazal say a little bit about Purim. It's already Shloshim Yom Kaidim Achag. We have to learn a little bit about Purim. So it says that at Har Sinai, when Hashem gave the Torah to Klal Yisrael, we accepted it, what? Ba'ines. And we didn't accept it, Baratzain, until the days of Achashverosh. So the Chafetz Chaim wants to know what happened in the days of Achashverosh that we accepted the Torah willingly. Why didn't we accept the Torah willingly in the time of Mahar Sinai? So Chavz Chaim said like this. The Tarshah we had no problem with. What was our problem with the Tarshah Baal Peh? Why do we have a problem with Tarshah Baal The Jews said, look, for me to put on Tefillin in the morning, no problem. It takes me three seconds. But you want me to schlep out and go to Minyan? 
Come on. I mean, uh, I could work an extra 45 minutes. I should go to Minyan in the morning. And then in the middle of the day, I should go daven Mincha? I mean, well, these rabbis, leave me alone. I'll put on my tefillah and I'll say my Shema. And Fartig, enough with all these takanas, drabanans. After daven Mincha, middle of the day. Go out to a Minyan for Mariv. No, no. The Torah is not going to work for us. By the time, the, when the Goyim hear that we can't drink their wine, and we can't eat their bread, and we can't eat their oil, and we can't shake their hands, they'll finish us off. So we said, Tarshavachsav, fine. Tarshavachsav, it's not going to work, practically speaking, for us to have so many safeguards against the Goyim. Until the times of Purim. What happened in the times of Purim? What happened in the times of Purim? The Jews saw that Mordechai was being a big machmir, that even though Haman just had some statue around his neck, Mordechai didn't bow down to it. And Mordechai would not, uh, Haman, so you see, if, if uh, a fly falls into your drink, Achashverosh, the Jews would drink it. But if you touch it, the Jews aren't going anywhere near it. So the Jews said to Mordechai, look, you see the Dine Drabana, look where they're getting us. Look where they're getting us. We were right. But then ultimately, when they saw that Haman had his downfall, and that even when Klai Yisrael was loyal to the laws of the Rabbanon, they still come out on top, and no harm befalls them. So they were willing to be Makabel, even the Tar Peh. That's why not until the time of Achashverosh, where Klai Yisrael saw that even by fulfilling all the Dikduke Drabanon, they still will be saved from their enemies. That's why they were Makabel the Torah, the Av of Ratzon, the times of Purim, Rabbi Sagun Shabbat.